Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good afternoon and welcome to the Thistle Rugby Podcast, a brand new Scottish rugby podcast and we think the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. My name's David, I'm here with my good friends Alan Ew. and Matt. Hi everyone, how are you? Very excited to be here. Um, now we've just been uh, down the pub uh, watching Glasgow Munster and uh, the Edinburgh Quinns game uh, in the European Champions Cup. And, Bit challenge, of a, and Challenge Cup. And no. the Challenge Cup, sorry. Yeah, Don't yeah, forget yeah. the Mickey Mouse Cup. The Mickey Mouse Cup. And that is... Well, it was a bit of a mixed bag, really. So that's um, what we're going to be talking about chiefly today. And then obviously looking ahead to the Autumn Internationals in November. So starting off with the uh, early kickoff, Glasgow Munster. A bit of a hiding for Glasgow, to be honest. Matt, what do you reckon? Yeah, so on, on paper, I thought the Glasgow team was a lot better than the Munster one. Really? But, yeah, yeah, I did. Impact. Most teams not that great. You maybe got Dupree and Omahoney's not actually that good. I don't know. Do you mean Stander? Uh, sorry, Stander. Yeah, obviously. That's yeah. That's much no rubbish. Um, yeah, I thought apart from that, the backline's fine. Blaine Dell's coming into a bit of form. Conor Murray's a very good player. But apart from that, Zebo's quite good. He's got a good haircut. He's got that new thing. He's just sort of like shaved in the line. He is looking. Very he cool. is looking good. To be fair, he is supposedly, supposedly, it's half the battle. Really, supposedly Zebo is like the stupidest man alive. Like he's the simplest <laughs> man alive, and he lives at home. And supposedly, his, supposedly Munster <laughs> pay. Supposedly Munster pay. He lives with his mum. Supposedly Munster pay his wage. <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, an Irish guy I know have told me pay his wage into his mum's bank account because he cannot be trusted to. To spend the money wisely. Really? Same happened with Phil Goldman. Phil, yeah, the Phil Goldman classic. World, world, class, world <laughs> class Phil had a massive gambling problem. And Robbie paid it directly to like 
his wife or something. When you spend a grand a week at Fingers Piano Bar. What's <laughs> 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 well, to be fair, Simon Zebra, you had a hell of a pretty good game today. Yeah, he looked, he looked fired up. Obviously, the tragic death of Anthony Foley was yeah, um, really in the hearts of the whole, certainly the Munster pack, who absolutely hammered yeah, Glasgow really, for 18 really minutes. Good. I mean, even when they went down to 14 men when Keith Earls did that stupid tackle on um, on Fraser Brown. I mean, they put they scored, what, four tries after a red card? How yeah. many times has that happened? It was unbelievable. I think there's a culmination of, obviously, Munster were so pumped for the game. And they, you know, they are they are a good, good side, obviously. Um, and I think that Glasgow got a bit rabbit in the in the headlights, you know, after the first sort of five to ten minutes when it was a problem mm. barrage. And, to concede three tries very quickly, it's it's hard to come back from that. Um, do you think there's anything? Yeah, disappointing. Do you think there's anything with Glasgow getting beat, being Leicester so emphatically and almost kind of believing their own hype a little bit? They kind of like dominated Leicester pack, I'm, coming to yeah. Munster. I know, I'm, obviously, there's all the stuff with Anthony Foley. I've al- I've always wondered about a few players in that Glasgow squad who think they're a little bit more big time than they might be. I yeah. think when I think about it, I think about. Finn Russell is often quite hot and cold. I think yeah. Ryan Wilson can be can blow hot and cold. Yeah. Stuart Hogg in an awful lot of senses yeah. as well. Yeah. Like these guys who are the sort of big flash money names at Glasgow, I think they sometimes think they're a little bit bigger than they are. Yeah. But I think today in particular, Finn Russell had an absolute shocker. Yeah, yeah. I know he was, which is a real shame because he was absolutely he had an absolute belter against Leicester last week. He showed exactly what he can be. But some of his kicking today was absolutely dreadful. Do you think we should just write it off? You know, not write it off, but just put it down to the occasion and the fact that, you know, Monster sort of, in a way, were destined to win that game. And you sort of mm. think, you're not going to get an, an environment or atmosphere like that again, like, hopefully not, in the Champions Cup or in the Pro 12. And the Glasgow are still a very good team. You know, they, they did still put 42 points on Leicester. And any other game, any other day, sorry, they probably would have beaten monster or do we think that actually it exposed quite a few weaknesses I don't know I think when you look I think up front Glasgow were just bullied yeah yeah. the only Glasgow player that stepped up really was probably Johnny Gray he was excellent he was very good he did have an excellent game yeah and every other single forward wasn't able to deal with Munster's pack yeah and this is the problem. There is a few players in that Glasgow pack which you do worry about. Tim Swinson had an absolute belter last week. Yeah. But he does seem he is lightweight. He's like lightweight. for a, for an international second row. Yeah. He's very very small. Yeah. And he just seemed to get absolutely overpowered today. This is the thing is I think there's a lot there is quite a lot of players at Glasgow that are good club players, but when it comes to the European rugby and then when it steps up to the internationals, they yeah. just don't cut it and Swinson Wilson, Harley, yeah. all those players all fit that bill. Jo- jo- that Johnson guy, who's in the Pro 12, was a very, sort yeah. of like, you know, manful, decent, skill- he was skillful today, but, yeah. you know, he's not exactly going to make a, a break or, you know, frighten the opposition. Yeah. Um, um, what do we think about Henry Pergos? There's a lot of debate around, and <laughs> amongst the three of us, um, at least, about how good is Greg Laidlaw good enough to play international rugby? But if he's not, and if he's too slow, as we've suggested that he might be, is Henry Paragos good enough to come in and um, and take that role? I don't think Henry Paragos is a good is an international scrum half, but Greg Laidlaw isn't a professional scrum half. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, really? Yeah, but, okay. I, I mean, what do you what do you mean? I mean he literally is. So. It's Laidlaw. I mean, that's the thing. That's it. I mean, that is. I mean, that is literally his job. He's a he, he, he is a professional scrum He literally is a professional. If Laidlaw could not kick, he would be playing for Gala. <laughs> I mean, the gallery actually okay. I think mean, he'd be playing Shumel at the moment. He'd be playing Shumel. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be in a relegation dogfight against Howard Fife today, that's for sure. Um, I don't know, I think that he is a very good goalkeeper, but he's also, I think he's a natural rugby player. And I think that particularly... Who? Laidlaw? Laidlaw, sorry. No. Um, in more respect. If, and I remember against Australia, that fateful semi-final, and against... When he gets a bit of front foot ball, which is maybe the problem with Scotland, doesn't get it very often. But when he does, I think he's really, really good at bringing runners into the game. Think about, think about the try that Bennett scored against England at Twickenham the last time they played. Do you remember that? Yeah. And like Johnny Gray boshed up, everyone punching holes, and that was all because of the quick ball. Laidlaw's picking it off the base and he's giving good, good little passes. So we're saying that Laidlaw is an international scrum half because he can pick the ball up and pass it <laughs> to forwards quickly. Is that how we define well, no, international scrum not, halves? Well, you've, you've got... So he's a world-class goal kicker. Yes, I'm, I'm completely discounting the goal kicking. Well, well, but I'm just saying, his quality. World-class goal yes. kicker. He's, he's world-class his, his, his pass when you're on the front foot is good. It's not amazing, but it's good. And he's a very good box kicker, and he like you know makes think, his tackles. I think I think for Scotland, I, I don't really understand why. That's a, those are the qualities I'd look for in scrum half. He's very different to the sort of Scotland scrum halves that we've had and enjoyed when we've been growing up. In that they're very much the sniping nature of Mike Blair and Chris Cusseter, who are very sort of quick around the base. Laidlaw offers something completely different. Yeah, if you compare him to like Mike Blair, yeah, who was just an incredible like natural rugby player, yeah. I just read the game the so well. The I just feel like, in all respects, apart from goal kicking, goal kicking, Mike Blair is just such a superior player. And whilst I don't think there is a player of Mike Blair's standard in Scottish rugby at the moment, it's scrum half. I just think if mm. Scotland as a team want to progress, and we've decided that Finn Russell is the ten that we're gonna basically, he's basically the man yeah. for the job for the next four years. Yeah. Laidlaw is just not the scrum half. Scotland. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, gonna, I, I think I, I think definitely in the long term. When yeah. You think about someone else, and I mean, Pergos is definitely the number two. So, I mean, who else do you have? Mm. Really, you well, Ali Price coming through. Sam Hidalgo Klein is always the big. He's completely the most of the Yeah, I know he has. I've I've heard the rumours that he just. I think he's quite an arrogant guy in general, and I think it's supposed to be playing playing with Scotland. You're afraid of insulting him. You're whispering. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no whispering. <laughs> <laughs> I was just—I was just trying to be sort of sincere in my in my oh, really? um, no, kind of somber tone, and uh, and I've—I've I've heard that getting a Scotland cap, which was deserved, has gone to his head, and I think he's stopped working a bit. And mm. I'm sorry, he at his best is a far superior player to um, Sean Kennedy, who's average, and yeah. Nathan Fowles, who I don't understand well, why Edinburgh we will, ever assigned him. We will come on to the many flaws of Edinburgh rugby later on, surely, surely. But before we move on from Glasgow. Gregor Townsend started this year sort of saying we need to make a name for ourselves in Europe if we're really going to be considered as a good rugby team. Mm. Do you think they've got what it takes? Having seen these two games, which have been really up and down, do you think they've got what it takes in Europe? Uh, no. <laughs> in a word? No. <laughs> so, no. To, to expand my, my initial answer... 
as it, Glasgow will destroy Dragons on a Friday night. Will beat most Pro 12 teams week in week out. Mm. But when it comes to the high intensity games, Munster away, Saracens, Claremont, Toulon, they just don't have enough quality. I really like Glasgow, but they just don't yeah. have that step up, and they've yeah. got too thin a squad. Their bench isn't isn't going to be bringing you that much, mm. and I just yeah. I think that next step up they just don't they just currently don't have it. Right. Do you think it's? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the, the financial firepower of the top fourteen in the Premiership, and that's that's the simple cost. I mean, if you look at the players that Glasgow signed this summer, you know, no one was Sarto has been pretty good, but he's not exactly a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, and one, as you say, it'll be good in the Pro Twelve. They bought sort of the Namibian international in the second row. He's fine. He's not, you know. Yeah. As you say, he's not going to come onto the pitch and win you a Champions Cup game. But I wonder if that's just a, you know, a reflection of the fact that. Glasgow cannot afford to buy these players and they're like well we have to buy as, as best players as we can but no, definitely. that's it um, and, and the thing is as well is they've got they're owned by the SRU yeah at the end of the day for the time being for the time well, being that's something we'll cover in the later weeks and at the end of the day if they need they can't be spending 500 grand a year on Nakawara true Nakawara is a great great player yeah but Paying fit five hundred grand a year for Nakawara means that probably eight young Scottish players don't have a professional contract. And this is, yeah. and this is an interesting one, is because off the back of Glasgow re-signing Stuart Hogg for we don't really know how much, but let's assume quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. There's been room. There has been rumours that Johnny Gray is commanding sort of fees up to three hundred thousand in France. Was it Toulon? Yeah, Toulon. Yeah, I think yeah. this week it was leaked. How much truth there is in it, who knows? But. I mean, can they hold on to them? And more than that, should they be holding on to them? Should the SRU be putting their hands in their pockets and paying this money? Or should it be going into the grassroots game or picking up sort of better value players? I don't, I, I don't really know. I think it depends. I think if you have a surplus of players in a single position, then we only have two pro teams. You either recycle them between Glasgow and Edinburgh or you send them down south and send them to France. I think that can often be a, a really good solution, particularly for... Younger guys who need game time, but I think if you're if you're Glasgow and you know they've done very well to get Hog, but you want to be as we're talking about competing in Europe, you have you have to keep these guys, the Greys, the Hogs, the Seymours. I think I think you have to, and yeah, if it, if the club still is owned by the SRU, then I feel like they should be investing in these guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the two arguments: is do you keep your Hogs? And do you keep your Johnny Grays to make sure that you're competing at the highest level so that your young players who are coming in get to play in like a constantly winning team playing at sure. like that level of intensity? Yeah. yeah. Or do you go with the mindset that, well actually, you know, Stuart Hogg doesn't really matter if he plays for Racing Metro or plays for Glasgow, he's gonna be playing for Scotland. Yes. Do, does so, it make sense to move him out of the system and then use Glasgow and Edinburgh? as a vehicle to get young players playing professional rugby. I don't think that's the right option, but I think I see your there is an argument to say that if, if, if the ultimate aim of Glasgow and Edinburgh is to make Scotland the best team they can be, yeah. I feel like you could say Hogg's done a great job, but he's commanding half a million. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then the, the converse of that is that you create, you keep all your best players at Glasgow. I remember they talk about Edinburgh because they're terrible. But yeah, keep, keep all those great <laughs> players at Edinburgh. Yeah, just keep, well, keep sending them across uh, the Edinburgh. The Toulouse Bros. Take my eyes before you take the Toulouse Bros. away from Edinburgh, please. I heard too long of putting a real yeah. big thing in Toulouse last week. Um, but then you have a Glasgow team that is challenging because it has its best players. Yeah. And you've got young guys coming into that who are you know used to winning or coming into a bloody good team. Yeah. And Glasgow's, yeah, it's Glasgow's like, the best example of that. Is the last three, four years they've been winning games and so many young players going yeah, into that team yeah. have come in and have maybe taken a few games like Xander Ferguson. Yeah. And they F- Ferguson. 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 Xander Ferguson. Well, we had a hell of a hell of a tough day today. Yeah, yeah. Um well, not as bad as Gordy Reid. Not as bad as Gordy Reid. When was he on? 30 minutes. He was spooked after 30 Sweet minutes. Yeah. See, you later. Um, See you later. Yeah, so people have come into that team. And you look at like Mark Bennett. And even like Finn Russell, to a point, to be honest. have come yeah, in to a winning team. And they've just their, their progression has been so much quicker than some yeah, of the, someone like Sam Hidalgo Klein. Yeah. Who's come into essentially quite a failing professional I mean, he, club. He got... Moved around a lot by he was like a scrum half, he was a standard off, he was a fullback across the Premier yeah. teams as well. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. He does have Spud outside of no now, which could be the real difference. Who's Spud? Is, is Duncan Ware not called Spud? He's the pudding. He's the pudding. <laughs> the pudding. Spud. Spud. He's just like a little. He's shaped like a little sort of like Christmas pudding. He's just yeah. like incredibly round. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But he's, he's injured now, isn't he? He's he's broken his jaw. Uh, I mean, water climbing on too many cars in Glasgow's West End. What a massive loss. But now it says we've kind of brought ourselves round to it. Should we talk about Edinburgh versus Harlequins? Which was, to be fair, a hell of a game. 30 points each. Um, 36-35. 36-35. Lots of tries. Free-flowing rugby in front of an absolutely empty Murray field. (laughs) Um, But... Are we seeing the green shoots of an Edinburgh sort of revival under Duncan Hodge, sort of released from the incredibly boring boot of Alan Solomons and his ridiculous sort of policy of bringing in these second-rate South African players who were playing in the Curry Cup and really not making an impact at that level mm-hmm. and coming over and playing Pro 12? And there's some good youth in the Edinburgh side. Do we think that in we've only seen two games so far, but what do we think about Edinburgh in the future? I think that there's a lot of things to sort out, but you've got some good young players coming through. You've got the likes of you know, Watson, sort of 25, 26, but he's really coming on to a good game. He's been good for a few seasons now. Uh, Bradbury's really good player. Um, Kinghorn seems to have settled into yeah. 15, which is a pretty sort of difficult position to play, I think. And I think he's actually traditionally been a 10. So there's maybe a chance to scope to move him there. How old's Bear Kinghorn? He's like... Very young, isn't he? he yeah, was 19 like 20. 20. 19 20. I, mean. I think he's got another season in the 20s, but he was, I mean, his try today when he took Nick Evans, who is quite old now, on the other side was great. So, yeah, I think they've got some some good young players, good established internationals, you know, like an all, a, a Scotland front row that was very good in the World Cup. Um, you've got sort of likes of David Hoyland coming through as well. So, I think it, it's looking quite promising. I, I always thought the problem was with the coaching rather than the actual players and, yeah. and the recruitment side of things as you mentioned like, I think I think almost just hard so many second rate players that stop young players coming through and stop good players coming through I think as a pack they've got a top four pro 12 
pack. Sure. Dickinson, Ford, McAnally, Nell, um, Sutherland. Yeah. That's like Gil- Gilchrist is good at the yeah. Pro Twelve level. Gilchrist is very good at Pro Twelve level. Tulis. It's fine. He's stealing, um, he's stealing a job from he's, somebody else. He's stealing a job from somebody else. He must somebody. be someone apart from Tulis. <laughs> he plays every game. Where's Fraser McKenzie? Is. He was in the bench. Yeah, he yeah. came on, he switched yeah. on for Gilchrist. He, I mean, he, he had a few good seasons in Edinburgh, then he went to Sale. And it, yeah. Did he get capped? He's, he's definitely had a cap. And he seemed to sort of be you know, a really good prospect, but he's sort of gone off the boil a bit. And then, you're right, back, back rule-wise, you've got John Hardy, Hamish Watson... Then you've got Jamie Ritchie, who's 20, yeah, Magnus yeah. Bradbury, who's 21, yeah. both really, really good young players. Yeah. Manu, who will do a good, good job, player. and he'll yeah. he'll absolutely he's won, a, he's won a Super 15 title. Like, yeah. You know. he, that pack... And Cornell Dupree. And Cornell, Cornell Dupree. Dupree. Who's one of... Always gets in the Pro 12 green team. And will 100% be starting for Scotland. Well, he's qualified. well he's that's like exactly. He's a he's a proper Scot as well. You know, his his apprenticeship his apprenticeship at White Craig's wasn't it? Was it White Craig's? <laughs> it was White Craig's and W W P Nell was at was at Mar, and he yeah. was at White Craig's. Two West it? Coast boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was them, good to see breathe, them. Breathe them well over there. Well, they, they, they breathe them well on the West Coast. They come they come into the well, process. It's, it's just great to see a home boy done yeah. good. Exactly. Oh, you know, rags rags the richest. You love to see it. You love to see it at an international level. But yeah, I think. Nine to thirteen is just oh, so average. It's yeah, so so poor so and sub-fire. devoid of just excitement. I know we say Tove is okay. He's just he's just it's relative. He's been he's fine. As I say, so like, he'll he'll beat the dragons on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's that's all he's doing but for you. Get- but he's not a Johnny Sexton. He's not a Finn Russell. Like yeah. no. Not at all. He's he's in a, he's he's Vanarama Conference compared to them. Like he is low down. Yeah, hundred percent. I I also think that I mean this is sort of an off the field thing, but it's it's brilliant that move from our side. I think that'll make an absolutely yeah massive. Di- it could have been I'm sorry, it could have been literally anywhere but Marysville. It was a huge huge difference. I think I think the plans from our side are they look pretty good. If you get five thousand people in there, that will be. An absolutely great atmosphere, and I think that was the starting point of, of Glasgow when they started. Yeah. When they when they stopped yeah. flitting around and we were playing at Fair Hill, absolutely yeah. dreadful stadium where Park and Thistle play, mm-hmm. and then they, they set up and they committed to Scotland. They built their own little fan base and they built their facilities around a home, and people like going down to Scotland. They've now got a plastic pitch, and it's it's a worthwhile venue. And you we've feel been, like we've been through a couple of times. Get the train. We, I mean, you'd rather go to a Heineken Cup or Champions Cup game than you would go and see Edinburgh. You'd rather get the train through. One hundred percent. And I think I think this has been a sort of a big talking point. And everyone, nobody wants to go to Mar- the, to Murrayfield to watch Edinburgh. Nobody wants to to be part of the sort of two thousand people in a sixty-five thousand um, stadium. The thought of paying on a twenty pounds <laughs> to see Edinburgh play Zebra. On a Friday, on a night, Friday in December. night in December <laughs> is one of the worst things I can possibly imagine. Yeah. Whereas even even if it's Glasgow v Zebra, it, you know it's going to be quite a good atmosphere. Glasgow are probably going to play quite good rugby because even though it's December, they're on a yeah, plastic they'll, they'll pitch. Chuck it yeah. Whereas just when it's getting boggy yeah. at Murrayfield in the winter, there's just nothing worse. One thing I think is an absolute disgrace that 
the Edinburgh Stadium has not been granted to Inverleith, which. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that Watsonians are the finest uh, Prem Rum One Club in Scotland at the moment. And Myers oh, they've, bought, they've bought their way to Prem <laughs> And they're going to go straight back to and all the players are going to leave. That's fine, um, Bob. But yeah, no, I think it'll be. Obviously, you used to go there when we were younger and when they used to play games there. It was, it was good. It's just. You go, it's completely different. You've got a decent atmosphere. Um, it's a bit of an intimidating. It's like. I think it could be a bit like Connex Sports Ground, where you, you go and you're like. We don't really want to play here because it's not a you know, salubrious surroundings, um, and you create an atmosphere where Edinburgh are a horrible team. You don't want to go and play. I mean, Friday I mean, Myer side is not a is not a big place. I think, and if you build up the stands like they're going to, the fans are going to feel like they're right on the pitch, and the players are going to get affected mm. by that. People are not going to want to go there. I don't think on a on a sort of rainy Friday night, yeah. which there are plenty of, to to go around. Like, I think it will be quite an intimidating atmosphere, and if Edinburgh can fill it out. I think it's. I think it's a great move. I also think actually, it's it's hurt the Scottish national team <coughs> playing the Edinburgh playing at Murrayfield because yeah Welsh and Irish players and the Italian players in particular just get used to it. It's not got that like fear factor. They, you know, just being yeah. used to the surrounding thing because it's supposed to treat it like a slight little edge. Well, we, are we claiming that Murrayfield's got a fear factor? <laughs> huh? Are we claiming Murrayfield would have a fear factor if Edinburgh didn't play there? Quite possibly. It's got the most devoid of atmosphere oh, of any international stadium. I think I'm I don't think there's any agree. It's a real shame. There's no worse chant in the world than the Scottish sort of rugby sort of Scotland <laughs> like sort dirge. of like sort of foghorn yeah yeah <laughs> and only sort of a third of the people are into it and it's really oh really really awful yeah. But, but um, just to, yeah, going back to the original question, I think that if they get a good coach, why why don't they do the same as Glasgow? Why don't they go out for someone like Dave Rennie? Clearly, if, if well, what, what do you think of Duncan Hodge? Do you think he can step up? No, no. <laughs> I, I think he's he's Calcutta fine. Cup legend, I mean, we, Duncan we, we, Hodge. We, we, he is a Calcutta Cup legend. I'll never say that way. For him. But we, you know, we've always been good in these three games against probably one good team. Scored a lot of tries under him, but I, I think he could be a good coach. But I still think he's got to serve his apprenticeship. And what? Why not get someone like I can't think at the moment. Someone like Dave, Dave Hewitt from from New Zealand, or even Chris Boyd from Hurricanes. Like, why not? Why would they come? But they <laughs> no. But New Zealand, New Zealand do this though. You've done pretty well at the Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on coming <laughs> to? Listen, listen, you've just won. You've just won the Pro Twelve. I'm sorry, not the Pro Twelve. This is, you just won Super Rugby. Why not come and, <laughs> and cut your teeth? At my side in the first This is well. the whole thing with the New Zealand Rugby Union that they they pick their coaches that they want to take to the top, and they basically yeah. say to them, "You should go and coach the Northern Hemisphere." I mean, why is Dave Rennie going to Glasgow? Everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing? You no, coach the Chiefs, place. and you have to go to Glasgow." Yeah. Todd Blackadder doing the same at Bath. Like he doesn't want to stay at Bath forever. He wants to come right. back. And coach he wants to come back and coach Edinburgh. He doesn't want to come back. Coach he Edinburgh. wants to come back to Edinburgh. He's a Irish legend, but. I think it's like, break, break the back. Get someone awesome. I think the point with that though is there is just so many good coaches in New Zealand, just like players, they can just afford to let these people go. Like yeah. Todd Blackadder, exactly. Joe Smith, Gatland, like Vern Cotter, Dave Rennie, like it still doesn't mean anything really. It's still but I, I not really changed was, the standard of New Zealand rugby but, without, yeah. <laughs> but I do think that with some of those guys that you just mentioned, there is actually a plan from New Zealand rugby union to get them back. I think Joe Schmidt, Schmidt, and Gallen maybe. Yeah. Um, Todd Backer definitely has pretty much yeah. been told to go. Yeah. Coach the Northern Hemisphere. 
the reason that though is he's not going to be a New Zealand coach and there's nowhere else to go after Crusaders he's also not done that well at Crusaders he didn't want anything he never won a Super 15 Inherited probably the, the best squad yeah. that New Zealand yeah. club rugby's ever won seen won the finals but, and he won all the ITMs but I mean yeah. but I'm sure he'll do a good job at Bath but uh, well, um, marshalling yeah. Dan Weezy Dave Denton let's not Scotland. talk about David Denton on yeah, this sorry. podcast we, we, we should know you guys should know that Alan has is, is got a bit of a history with Dent uh, with Dent so <laughs> yeah. we're not going to talk about him too much even, particularly if he's playing well you know, I we, also we won't want to rub it in his face it Thank, all, thankfully he always plays awful so, <laughs> <laughs> so that won't be an issue <laughs> that has actually yeah that is actually mate, I, he is my mate <laughs> we introduced him in Opelange Matt there a nightclub once he's there every single night in world famous Opa Lounge that's true yeah. actually yeah. fair play to him it is true so he was commentating today against the Quint he would definitely be in Opa Lounge oh he'll definitely be out yeah. definitely be out on the piss tonight wearing some There's no sweet gear give <laughs> <laughs> the jacket really great jacket so should we <clears throat> so Edinburgh great result against Quint to be fair like, and we think Glasgow probably a bit of a one off today against one so I think the Quinlan factor probably played the full shit. It really is a bad time for Munster. Just in Edinburgh, though, should we say their pack is good enough at the moment to compete? Yeah, to compete definitely. To compete for the Pro Twelve top four, their pack's good enough. Their back line needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Duncan Hodge got to the end of the season and then just take stock then. Yeah, totally. There's, there's no point in I think they just search around and see what he's like. It might be really good. I don't know. And 100% Edinburgh will come eighth. They'll get to the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup and Duncan Hodge will be given a three-year contract. <laughs> oh, no. That, <laughs> that's definitely what's going to happen. Yeah. I can't see them cutting Hodge, actually. I think he's going to... Well, everyone knows everyone. It's, it's jobs, so, to the, jobs to the boys, isn't it? It is jobs to the boys. He's an international and he wants to be a coach. It's the same with Mike Blair. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think he will be a good coach and I like Mike Blair, but as soon as he was like, I would like to be a coach, fast-tracked, you know, failed scholarship, yeah. Glasgow yeah. role. Um, was it, people chat well, about RFU being a boys' club and it's, I mean, the SRU is so oh, small. Well, and bloody, the bloody Blazers, it. the bloody Blazers. Well, yeah. How is Scott Johnson still in a job? Oh, no, that's... That's another pod. We could go on for years about why Scott Johnson should that's not the, be in a job. That's yeah. for the three-hour um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But shall we move on and have a quick look at the the Autumn Internationals coming up in a few weeks' time? Yeah, how are we doing for time? Oh, we're doing all right. That's half an hour. Presumably oh. everyone who's still listening are really enjoying... <laughs> Really enjoying our sort of ramblings on this, so let's crack on and have a look. We at certainly it. are. So, yeah. The three games that we've got: Australia, Argentina, and oh, the big one, Georgia at Rugby Park in Kilmarnock. Oh, Kelly! Oh, Kelly! That that's the reason. That's reason enough to get those sort of New Zealanders over to Scotland. That the sort of promise <laughs> of a game at Georgia on a front against Georgia in Kilmarnock. I mean, but firstly, opening up, how do we think we'll get on? In those sort of Australia and Argentina, have always had a bit of a mixed bag in the rugby championship. Mm. Um, how do we think we'll get on there? Do we think we will trip over against Georgia? And then we'll sort of finish up and have a look at what we think our starting 15s in, which I think there's a few, there's a few sort of uh, contentious areas outside of the sort of typical starters that we know are going to be there. So we'll sort of chew through that. But Matt, do you want to start us off? How do you think we'll do against Australia? It's really tough, these three, because I could easily, not easily, but I could see us winning all three. But I Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Apostasy is losing all three. If there's no real banker, I think if we had, you know, one of the Pacific Islanders at home, you'd, you'd back ourselves to beat them. But, you know, Georgia really improving team and we, we should expect to beat them but you never know it reminds me that you play you play at rugby park it's an incredible it's a football pitch for starters it's incredibly tight Georgia are big and yeah. physical they yeah. will draw us down to their level and we Gore, are Gore Godzi is going to be and we are crap we are crap it's like the it's like the Italy game every year we get yeah. drawn down to their level and we don't we haven't got the quality to really go above it and score more points than them. We just sort of get drawn into the sort of fist fight. And that's my worry about Georgia. You're right about the tight pitch, though. At Murrayfield, because the thing is, the Georgian pack huge, is as good it? as the Scottish pack. If you look at the top 14, <laughs> if you look at the top 14 yeah, clubs, yeah. I, literally, all average... All the front rows. Yeah, they've, yeah. All, well, they've all got one or two sort of Georgian forwards. That's yeah. true. Backline, obviously I don't know enough about the Georgian packs. <laughs> <laughs> But, but they're, they're all playing good they're French all, level. They're all playing yeah. good French level on a tight pitch. And you've got to remember, it, with, these Georg- with Georgia specifically, they've won like the Six Nations B yeah. three or four years ago. This is an audition for yeah, them exactly. to prove that they deserve to, yeah, no, to be point, yeah. in the Six Nations. And really I, I think they're going to be bloody up for it. Yeah, no, definitely. Are they playing any other games? Georgia, I mean, surely no one else has given them a game. <laughs> <laughs> surely we're the only Maybe one. they're playing Italy or something. I don't actually know. I haven't really looked yeah. into it, but we're playing that moment. But let's let's focus on the first two. Australia got a bit of a hiding from New Zealand this morning off a bit of a, a bit of a bad decision, else. but everyone did. What um, do we think about them? Are they going to care? Well, I suppose there is that element of us being horrifically cheated out of the the World Cup semi final. That's true. And maybe as a revenge element, to that. we've obviously seen that today with Munster Glasgow that that can count that sort of emotion. Um, but um, Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, sorry, sorry. No, no one dies. It's completely, sorry, it's completely different, but having something you know, more emotional that you can draw upon is my comparison. Yes. I know it's an excellent Fair comparison. Fair enough. Cool. So do you want. Australia are a real sort of like crossroads, I think, in terms of where they're heading. Um, you know, they keep bringing back players from France, they're probably a bit past it, and a few too many Van Rouges on the south coast like Ashley Cooper and stuff um, they're blooding a lot of young guys and they just don't look settled and I think that you know if we if we get sort of a pretty mucky evening as we're wont to do up in Scotland in November then I think we could I think we could beat them I don't think they're that good I think in particularly actually in the pack they're not very good and our pack is quite strong 
So I can, it's strong, I can it's see fair, it's, it's, it. it's fairly settled as well. Whereas I think Michael Chaka has been sort of bringing he's, lots um, of people in and out. The, the, he's had, since he's since this traditions, he's like changed his second row partnership every single game. It's mental. I don't know what he's doing. Whereas we can just be like the Greys, it's fine. It's nice and, it's nice and, <laughs> yeah. easy. It's nice and easy for gray, a Scotland gray, pitch, but yeah, grey and grey. I don't have to think about. I don't think Van Costa even watches Richie Grey. It's like, yeah, that's fine. He <laughs> just he's come, yeah, you're come quite, over you're to lose. That's that be, fine. That being said, I haven't watched Richie Grey play a club game in. No, I haven't seen. No years. I I, literally never. I just assume he's in France, so he must be doing all right. You yeah. know, like, I don't. I don't yeah. really think about it that much. That's what I said about Strokosh and. <laughs> Well, that's Australia then, and then week after, Argentina, um, Le Jaguares coming to town, what do you reckon? So they don't have any of their players that play in Europe? Yes. So they don't have uh, Imov. Imov, Bosch, and Bosch. Bosch. Is that a false forgetting? Aguja. Aguja. It is spelled Agulla. Agulla. Um, but I don't, I don't think Agutu has been there for a while. To be but. fair, if there's one team in international rugby that we step up and seem to play well yeah, against, it's Argentina. Yeah, and that that is why we would have got to the World Cup final had we beaten. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Had we, we beaten Australia, we would. I reckon. I fully say we would have. We would have stepped up yeah. and beaten. I say don't, I don't, in the don't deal with hypotheticals, but. That was real. Yeah, so. and then we would have gotten beaten by eighty points in the final by New Zealand. But we would have. Been, I mean, who cares? But we would have. Been, we would have been there. Um, I think our packs. We're not going to get too bullied up front by the Argentina. The only thing about Argentina is they've come off a pretty. I don't. They haven't played badly in the rugby championship. To be fair, yeah. watching them against New Zealand, they're not getting bullied off the park. They can step up. I think they're probably the team that came closest to. To matching New Zealand, like led led them for a bit in one of the tests. Yeah, um, I just think when they when they get quick ball and they get the tempo going yeah. like against South Africa, it's 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 New Zealand esque. Yeah, when and they've no got, one can deal with that. They've got they've got a handful of players that are incredibly mercurial as well in their backs that can just break a game that Scotland we don't really have. Yeah, despite how much better our backline has got over the last oh. two or three years. We're still lacking a game breaker. Stuart Hogg probably um, accepted from that because I think he has now got to that level. But Argentina can make something out of nothing and take seven points off you totally. of a turnover so easily. Yeah. yeah. But absolutely zero fear factor for the Scotland players. No. I'm right, yeah. What was the score last time? Like 34 10 or something? Pump, yeah. We pump, well, actually, we humped them, yeah. We humped them. So, yeah. As I say, it's. No, but no, but I, th- I agree. I think Australia and Argentina are both a, com- a complete toss-up. I said ultimately we'll be Australia and Argentina, and then lose to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if we win those first two, we will we'll do a clean sweep. I mean, if we win those first two and lose to Georgia, that would be two or three. Be quite good. We should hang two or three. So hang up, hang up the boots. Oh God, I would say. But I mean, Georgia. I I have to say we don't know too much about them. We know the, yeah. pack, the, the pack, a lot of them are playing in France. But a good, but good young nine. Um, and yeah, man, manful like um, backs. Very very physical, obviously. It would be interesting to see if they play the same team in all three, or whether they try and blood some players in for the Georgia game. I just I don't like, think it's a game you can blood players in. I think you've got to pick your best team. I mean, if there's any game you can blood <laughs> players, it's got to be Georgia at home. But are we, are we still... Georgia all, in an autumn international, which, let's be honest, doesn't matter. But... It does though, doesn't it? Because that will feed into world ranking, which will do our seeding, which I actually think. Yeah, that is actually, true. Actually, we, need to, need, we need to get into the top two pools. Uh, yeah, or we're screwed. Let's so, go to Wales. What, four, four years. Four years, four years yeah, it's, it's a stupid system, but yeah. 
Yeah, we need to win these games. So. Yeah, no, that is um, true. I'm, I'm going for... Yeah, what do you think? What Predictions-wise, what do you think? going for three Ws. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I, I mean, it's the curse, isn't it? Being optimistic about scoring Robbie, but I think we can do it. Alan, what do you think? One win. Which one? <laughs> one win. Georgia. So we're taking... Uh, uh, I... I think we're gonna lose. To, I think we're gonna lose to Australia, and I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna beat Argentina and Georgia. Really? Yeah. Right. I think if you look to the, if you look to the bookies, Argentina favourites still. Yeah, I would say so. Sure. No, they must be. I mean, they're higher ranked than us, aren't they? So I, yeah. I, don't, I, I always question these autumn internationals. How much people give a shit? To be honest, I don't know. I don't know how much Argentina. I always, I always question. Firstly, Argentina's how much they yes. can be bothered yes. on any given weekend. Yeah. yeah. I don't think if having had a given a pretty good stab at the um, in the rugby championship and run New Zealand close or and picked up that that win against South Africa, I just don't think they're going to care against Scotland and Edinburgh. And the, that's what I think. It's what it's a great opportunity for us to pick up a win. Uh huh. I need to probably look at this, but I think Scotland are ahead of Argentina in the rankings at the moment, and obviously. No way. Really? Really? Yeah, I think we are. I'm going to now type. Go on, have a some typing. Which the microphone will pick up. So that's okay. Even if it's close, Argentina have got to be worried about world. They're going to be worried about World Cup ranking points as well. Yeah, you're right. We're above. Yeah. Oh, so what is what are the rankings at the moment? So New Zealand are ahead by miles. <laughs> is it ranked out of hundred? Because they're pretty much on hundred. How does that help? Then England, Australia, South Africa, Wales, Ireland, France. France are above us. Scotland, Argentina. Yeah. That is crazy. And then to be fair, if you look at Georgia sitting at twelfth there. Eleventh. Sorry, eleventh. Yeah. Hell. They are uh, much yeah. higher up than uh, than yeah. I thought they were. So in her thirteenth. Um, well, that is, but it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it good. It's a really interesting one, and I mean that is the big one. Yeah. Grow up as a boy wanting to play at rugby park against <laughs> Georgia. That is what that is what dreams are made of. So we will look forward to that one. So let's have a look. Finally, let's have a look at what we think is going to be a sort of starting fifteen for the Australia game. Something we will no doubt revisit in coming weeks. But off the back of the first two weeks of the European Cup. Looking ahead for three weeks' time against Australia. Matt, give me your starting 15. We're starting, starting front three. Let's do, yeah, we'll do it by... Oh, we'll do it by yeah, positions. Okay, by fair play. U- units. Um, I've <laughs> gone for... I think there's a few injury questions, so I presume that all these people are fit. I think people have got niggles, but I've gone for Dickinson. Yep. I've gone for Nell, which I think is probably not going to cause too much controversy. And then I've gone for Fraser Brown at Hooker. Which I think is one, a position of a bit of you know contention, because I think that... Ross Ford probably, you know, pisses off a lot because he's got so many caps for doing literally nothing. He doesn't do anything. His arrows are okay. He's quite good in the scrum. That's about it. And he, in fact, no, sorry. His arrows are literally terrible. Yeah. How many times have you been watching a Scotland game and we've, oh. we've won a penalty and we've kicked it to the corner and Ross Ford has missed the, missed the line-out? Too many times. Count, countless times. And games games at international level, yeah. they, they, they fall, they are won and lost on those sort of matches. And I think I mean, if we're, obviously we were talking about label and progress before with a view to the next World Cup, that Ford's probably not going to be there. So the, And I think Fraser Brown's, Fraser Brown's been in really, really good form yeah. and um, deserves a shot. For me, it's exactly the same, Dickinson, Brown, and now I think Fraser Brown's done enough playing for Glasgow, he's been very consistent. He got dumped on his head by Keith Earls today. That's not a great sort of stat for any hooker, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks pretty good into up up until then. Yeah. 
Um, and to be fair, Pat McCarthy came off the bench for Glasgow. I think he's a bit of an underused sort of asset for Scotland. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but he's the sort of player that we've got sort of waiting in the wings, and mm. he could come through. He's, 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 I, think he's been, I think he's been very hard done he's by. Decent. But he's maybe sort of a bit, well, he's 28 now or something. Yeah. They might just not sort of, rather put someone a bit younger through like yeah, Rambo probably, or something. Probably. But yeah, so Alan, what's your front row? So I've got Nell and Dickinson at prop, and I've got McNally. George Watson's legend so the reason so I really like Fraser Brown I think he's a really really good club player but I think that Scott McAnally has got as good if not better arrows Scott McAnally Scott McAnally Stuart McAnally has got as good if not better arrows is a larger probably more dynamic ball carrier and I think that Fraser Brown just size wise I'm not sure if he I know it's I know it's not a great thing to put someone on but Fraser Brown is isn't very big for an international front row fair play and do you not not worry that uh, Rambo Sorry, Stuart McAnally's not been not been starting for Edinburgh. Stuart McAnally is also only two kilograms heavier than Fraser Brown. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I've landed you right in it. But S- size is also a thing. <laughs> height, height, <laughs> height. I said yes, I know. Um, and also, I think so. As I said, I do really like Fraser Brown. I think McAnally's played played pretty well when he's played for Scotland. Yep. And he's not playing the back row before though. No, he's come on. No, he's been coming on. He, when was the last one? He was on the he was on the bench loads and never got his never got on. He was, was unused. He was, an unused. he was an unused uh, sub for I think his first four or five times he was on the bench. Then he finally got his cap. Yeah, and he's had a few games. And I think you're right. I think he is pretty decent. But I think Fraser Brown is he's more experienced at playing not only I think big European games and big sort of Pro Twelve games. Yeah. And I think that probably gives him the edge for me. Over, um, over McNally. I think he's sort of. It's the Glasgow thing as well. It's Glasgow effect. He's used to winning. I think McNally's spent his whole, his whole career. Yeah. Including at Watson's, obviously. We well, did play losing, them, losing but, games. Apart from Watson's, obviously. But losing games. He did play Lancer Flanker against Toulouse in the Heineken Cup quarter final. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That was, that was 2012. That's it. I'm going to go back to then. So, I don't know. I, to be honest, with you, I don't think it's very much in it. I would probably choose. Just keep that Edinburgh front row, I think we're all, and I would put Fraser Brown on the bench because then he can cover sure, back for row sure, as well. That's true. I think I think we're all agreed that Ross Ford needs to move on. There needs to be another option. Hundred percent. I think he's he, he's done. He's been fine. Yeah. He's had hundred and so caps of being okay. He's been tall. But I think we probably need. To Has he got a century? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. got to be the worst. Hundred cap. I don't know. Sean Lamont's got to be up there. Sean Lamont's in my team. <laughs> Come on, he's not. He's on the bed. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's move. move, Moving swiftly on second rows, I've got the brothers Gray. Same. I've got the same. Who you talking more about that? Who would be the second on the bench? Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Probably Gilchrist. Although Swinnow, I mean Swinnow looked. He looked like a completely man possessed against Leicester last week. Yeah. But then today he looked small. Yeah, he looked small. He looked. He didn't look good enough today, and he did. He certainly didn't look like an international. Bring back. And I'm in, I'm Sorry. interested. I want to know what Gilchrist is all about. 
Yeah, I, I would like to see him actually be given a shot and see what... Because they supposedly the SRU love him. They well, he got, made, he got made captain. Yeah, they, they was, love him. He was yeah. the Scotland captain, and he, then I mean, he must he must be doing something in training there. But um, so I'd, I know I'd like to see him on the bench as well. I think what does good... uh, what does Jim Hamilton have to do to get a call? <laughs> Starting for Saracens, they're the best team in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know. Stop giving away penalties and getting yellow cards he's, would be a starter. I think he's such a great lad, though. Clearly, that's true. No, moving into the yeah. sorry, the, the slightly more contentious areas of the back row. Uh, Alan, who are you putting in the back row? So, m- not we're not going to include Cornell Dupree. No, no, because we think he might come in in the third yeah. test. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was the third so. test as well. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, he's sorting out his residency. <laughs> yeah, and it's really surprising because he's from White Craigs. I don't know what the home. Yeah, I don't know what the home is. Like, I don't know what the issues are. He's, he's he's got fifty caps for Murrayfield Wanderers, so I don't know well, what's. Uh, shall we? Shall we do with Cornell Dupree and without Cornell Dupree? Yeah, I, I, ch- I've actually done that. If so. that changes it. Yeah. Fair enough. Mine's just pure straight position as well. Crack on. So. so, John Hardy, seven. Yep, same for me. Same. He's hard. He tackles anything that moves. Hard um, horse. I You're would, best mate as well. He turns over ball. Yeah. I would still have Barkley at six. Same. Same. He's a proper ball player. And then I would Josh Strauss at eight with Conor Dupree replacing him when he comes. Exactly the same. Oh, exactly. We are, we, we, are, <laughs> we, are, we are incredibly boring I don't think Barkley is an interesting one because Barkley has flattency for Scotland in the last year I think I don't think, Do he's, I don't think he's had a standout game for Scotland in since the, the Killer Bees since the Killer Bees but yeah. the only other people who can replace him are Ryan Wilson, who I think is just not international standard. I agree. Agreed. A bit of a liability as well. Rob Harley, Getaway. who is only a liner option. <laughs> or standing in the middle of the rut, trying, to kick, trying to it, kick the and ball. Then, which is, as we said earlier, Magnus Bradbury, Jamie <clears throat> Ritchie, the two young. Hamish Watson, probably be a bench. I think I think Bradbury will get there, but give him another season, he's still... He's a hell of an athlete, but I think he's he's raw. I think I think John Barkley offers something in terms of sort of experience and leadership in the back row, and I think he's I don't think he's ever going to let you down. You're right; he's probably not had a standout game. Yeah, yeah. But he's not like Ryan Wilson. He's not going to throw a rogue boot or a punch. Yeah. In barbecue kings on Byers Road, you know, like <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's exactly. not. He's exactly. not. Barkley's Bar- Bar- a family man. Barkley's not, not, not into that. He's not into that. He's not going to do that stuff, and I think he. He can turn over ball as well at six, which I think is a really good thing to have that option. Yeah. Is Johnny Beatty still getting game time? He's moved to Bayonne now. Yeah. Is that second division front? No, they're in they're, 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 they're the top. I get I get the sense he's just loving his life in the south of France and he's he's not got any international. I don't think he's I don't think he's going I don't to come think back, he would is be. he? I don't think he's fit enough. I think we've you, don't got, get, you don't get fit in France. I think if the answer is Johnny Beatty, what's the question? We've, yeah. got to be, we've, yeah. we've got to be looking forward to the next sort of... Uh, the question is, who's a bit better than Strokoff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is Johnny Beatty. Just a bit better, yeah. So, um, right, so we've got our... We're pretty agreed on yeah, our pack well, there. Well, I think this, is the I, pro- this is the problem with Scottish rugby, is that we can agree yeah, so easily, I think. Yeah, I guess the thing is, it's either you've got a settled pack, or it's just, that's all there is. Yeah. Yeah, and but I, I think, think I think that pack's pretty good. I think it. Well, I think we are actually both settled, and that is all. Yeah. There is, so we're probably in a unique international yeah. position there, yeah. which is quite but good. That is, um, that's a pack that isn't going to get bullied by no. 
well, not, not any. I don't think any of those playing. three teams. Not the packs. Them. Not the packs we're playing. I think there's a bigger question to ask when we're playing against England, England for instance. But, yeah. I think that that's a that is a yeah. question for February, and we will move on to that in due course. Backline, Greg Laidlaw nine for me. Since he's he's solid. He'll probably win us games just by organisation and kicking that's goals. We have to win these games, and so. I don't think that. Paragos has done enough to prove that he's going to be able to marshal a team. Alan, you, Alan? shaking your head, <laughs> shaking your head. I obviously don't agree. I think that if, as I said earlier, if we think Russell is the player that's going to take Scotland forward to Japan, then I think you need to play Pergos because Finn Russell needs quick ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Finn Russell needs to be the main man. I get that. I get that. I agree, actually. That's and good. That's really good point. Law, Very good analysis. This is why people come in, listen to it. <laughs> they come. They come for that. Yeah. And that. That. I just think if you're gonna, if you, if you didn't have Russell, I completely get it. But I think Russell's got a good enough boot to kick. And I think you're gonna play Russell. You play Pergos with him. Who would kick a goal? Russell. With Hoggy doing the fifty meter the long, the stuff long, that he the does. Long that you yeah. always miss. Or Bennett, if Bennett plays. Oh. A, bit of in, a bit of intrigue looking <laughs> forward to the, the so, centre part. So, so but that means that Russell is our ten, right? I think we're all, I think we're all agreed on Russell. Yeah. I mean, that, there is literally nobody else. But that's a bit of a problem that we don't really have another ten. Duncan Weir is injured, and I don't think he is the answer. I think we need to stop actually picking him. That sounds horrible. No. I think he is not the answer. I think Blake Kinghorn might be. I, he's a ten by trade. Yeah. Adam Hastings in the in the long long yeah, term. Yeah, um, yeah. Doing all right for Jack, Jackson. I think has gone for Quinns, and they've realised they've had an absolute shocker. And he's third pick, and he'll. Yeah. I think he'll get. They signed a new ten. Signed Dimitri Kachikidis from Montpellier. He'll get capped. Do you remember the game when Jackson absolutely tore it up for Glasgow against Bath? Yeah. It must have been about five years ago. Playing, away at the rack. He was playing fullback then. And he had an absolute stop. He's a quality player, but he's just really. Flaky. Inconsistent, and he's obviously had a few injuries over the last couple of years, and he's just not managed to he's get a, he's a complete get a flaky, game. I think. But like he had he had like two great games for Walsh, and everyone was like, "Oh, Jackson's back! He's had a resurgence." And then, yeah. and then they signed Tyson Prince, and then they died, like, <laughs> so yeah. and then they pied him. I suppose yeah. you've got you've got Pete Horn as your backup option. Well, that's that is what I would have as my backup option that's as well. Really I, I, I don't think it's good enough, but I'd have Horn on the bench. I would, he can I would cover a hell of a lot of things, yeah. and he has had good games for Scotland. Yeah, the Australia game, one of them to mention. No, absolutely. definitely. Um, so I think while Russell is our option, there isn't an awful lot behind. There's question, him. There's he, questions there. Should he get crocked in the first game against Australia? That's going to throw up issues oh, for the right, rest of the game. We'd be in quite a lot of trouble actually. And um, is Duncan Weir injured? Weir's injured. Job, yeah. So those are two. Where's Heathcote? Still at Worcester. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he's good enough. No. And where's Greg? Is Greg Tonks Irish? Yeah, not Irish. So is he just playing in the championship? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can probably rule out Greek Tom. That's an option as well. He's not Greek Tom. What about Jack Cuthbert? Jack Cuthbert. Where, you know where he's playing? Where? Jersey. Oh, is he in the championship? Yeah. yeah, I was reading it in the Robbie paper the other day. And I was like, that cannot be him. He's playing in Jersey. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we'll come on to that yep. worst ever players to get Scotland caps later <laughs> on in another be a day. That'll be a long, <laughs> long, a long, long special edition of the pod when we get into that. Centres, I have gone for 
Matt Scott at 12 because he's absolutely killing it down he's at Gloucester well. he's got a lot of tries he's got a shaved head he looks hard which yeah. I think is a big thing at international yeah. rugby these days and um, I, I, I think Bennett is pure pure class at 13 I think he'll come on to a game I know Alan is upset about that but I think with Scott and Bennett we've got a nice balance there and Bennett has time and time again proved himself at international level mm. um, I think he might be a little bit out of form at the moment for, for Glasgow coming off the back of the sevens yeah. at the Olympics but he's such a good player and we've got to have him in there Matt? I've gone for Tough one. I've gone for Dunbar, and then I th- I'm not. Sh- I've been trying to find information on whether Taylor is going to be fit. I don't think he is. I, I saw he was out to the end of the year. Oh, is he? Okay, fine. Then Dunbar and Bennett. I think. Why Dunbar? I just think he's consistently been pretty good for Scotland. He's not actually been on that great form recently, but it's not. It wasn't a game for him today, but no. I don't remember. I don't remember him doing anything against Munster today. Did really just being yeah. coloured up front. I think that him and Ben have got you know they know each other well. Um, Dunbar's always pretty good for Scotland. I'm, I'm still not sure whether he's twelve or thirteen. I think he's actually a better thirteen, but, but they I'd like, like to Scotland get Bennett like in. playing Bennett. Yeah, 13, I'd like to yeah. get Bennett in. So that those are my centres. I'm pretty. Happy Alan, Ben Henshelwood and Rob Dewey <laughs> getting Rob Dewey back from Madras. <laughs> Is Andy Henderson still playing his <laughs> trade? So retire, retire from GHA. Andy Henderson and Graham. Andy Henderson and Graham Morrison. Sad day. Yeah. Nick DeLuca's playing for the Wasps, though. I don't think he's had a single game yet. No. He's not, is he? Yeah. Is he in his squad player in the Wasps? Medical drug. They signed him from the Ritz. Came across, and they had a wee BBC article saying he was going to rejuvenate his career. So interesting. Interesting. Well, we will wait with bated breath for that, Nick. Yeah. So who have you got, sir? So. The way I look at it is you have probably four, maybe five centres who are very good, but none are great. So sure. Matt Scott, Dunbar, Bennett, Duncan Taylor, possibly Pete Horn, and then there's even on to say that Hugh Jones. I forgot about him, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are all, Jones, of course. He needs are all very Scotland. good players, but none of them have been, they're not some proper great players. Or not yet, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I really like Pete, Pete Horn, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't play him. Yep, he's he's a classy player. He's a, he's a he's very not, classy player, but he's not an international. Player. No, but small. Not a starter. And I really like Matt Scott and Dunbar. Although my only issue with playing both of them is they're a kind of similar, similar yeah. they're no both kind of runners, runners aren't they? they they're both runners but actually they also both don't none of them has standout pace and, and Bennett what, does and whilst I don't particularly think Bennett is that good a rugby player <laughs> I think that you need his pace yeah in the backs yeah so I would at the on current form, I would have Matt Scott and Mark Bennett, but I think Dunbar still has enough credit in the bank to be starting. Yeah, I think that's. So I think idea. I think Dunbar and Mark Bennett will start and should start. I, I think I think Duncan Taylor's probably built up a hell of a lot of credit off the back of last year's Six Nations. He, he played he some does. great rugby. Yeah, he, he does. Brilliant. Plus, Premiership champ, European champ last year with um, Super Saracens. Yeah, like he's he's he playing was, at the top level. Yeah, he was players' player of the year last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, let's not forget that tap and go he scored in the uh, yeah, in the Six Nations I'm, last year. I might have picked Duncan Taylor ahead of Mark Bennett, <clears> but cause Duncan Taylor. I would have picked Taylor, definitely. Because Duncan Taylor's not an option. Yeah, well, let's, yeah hopefully he'll be back for the Six Nations and we can have a look. But mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Duncan Taylor does start for Saracens when he's back. When he comes back, yeah. Because I think he will. Barrett and Marcel. He might play on the wing. He's quick. Is he quick enough to play on the wing? I think that Saracen would put him on the wing to do a job. I think they pick him out of Maitland. Yeah. He, op- he offers, he's he offers one of their like, top five picks. He offers more than Maitland, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, back three? Back three. Um, Penny being fit. Penny on the wall being fit. Maitland, Seymour and Hogg. Yeah, can't see much further can't see much past that yeah yeah. Se- exactly Seymour so. and Hogg are probably two of the first three names on the team sheet yeah, absolutely hit those two and Johnny Gray Johnny Gray yeah. WP Nell Gray Russell um, and I think we've chatted about this quite a lot I think if you're just looking at attack you pick Visser ahead of Maitland yeah, yeah. but Visser has just made too many mistakes in too many doesn't, games doesn't like tackling he doesn't like a high ball either. He's can't absolutely, kick, can't kick. absolutely rubbish under a high ball. And whilst I do, I do like Visser, I just don't think you can pick him. That, be, that being said, yeah. bring him off the bench. Like, great player off the bench. 100%. If you have Visser, Horn, and maybe like Sam Hidalgo Klein, or Paragon, that's yeah. quite or, yeah. it's quite good backs to be able to bring off the bench. Off the bench yeah. Um, yeah. And that, I think, is a problem that Scotland faced is the full squad game. I think we can hold on to most people for 50, 60 Particularly minutes. Particularly in the pack. When we bring on pack. our second, our sub forwards, yeah. they're yeah. just, they get killed. They do, we don't not, have any big impact players. Yeah, which I think is a big problem. I think our starting 15 is as best as I can remember in my sort of, yeah. my lifetime. I really think it is, like quality wise. Yeah. The is. problem is, is that it's not very deep at all. Even our bench isn't very strong. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also, as much as we've got better, everyone else is getting better as well. I think that's the main thing. Which is like, yeah. you know, it's, it's all fine and well to say this is the best Scotland team, but England are looking really, really formidable. Ireland, Ireland over the last 10 two, years, have yeah. gone through leaps and bounds. Wales, the we same. We never beat Wales. So. Never beat Wales. Um, yeah. They are the world. Another pod, another time. <laughs> exactly. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Absolutely. Well, that, that has been the first edition of the Thistle Rugby Podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If, uh, if you did, let us know. Get onto iTunes and give us a bit of a review. Let us know what we did well. Let us know what we did terribly. We are also in the process of setting up Twitter and Facebook and things like that, and we'll update you on that on another day. But for now, from David, Alan, and Matt, goodbye. Goodbye. I'll say quickly just a little shout-out to the, the nicest man in Scottish rugby. That's true. Our oh, yeah. best mate, Tom Brown, a.k.a. T-Biz. Getting a little try today as well. So well done, well, Tom. Well done, mate. Bye. 